What's up, everybody? My name is Kelsey Lowe, and you are listening to Joyfully You Podcast. So today we have Dr. Caroline Addington with us. So Caroline is a content wizard. She helps online coaches create authentic, heart-centered content that also converts. Because she deeply believes that women-led, heart-centered businesses grow, it makes the world a better place. Her work is focused on helping these women learn to consistently attract clients using social media so they can get on with changing lives. Oh, Dr. Caroline Addington, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super stoked. This is going to be such a good conversation. This is. So today our conversation is all about falling in love with Instagram. And so this is like the basis of your entire business that you are helping women do. Like that's the main platform that you're helping them use. So I'd love to hear like, I mean, why did you choose this niche, this avenue with all like the online coaching stuff? What led you here? Yeah. So actually first led through like to content creation, you know, and I personally just love Instagram more than any other social media platform. And I was like, well, I'm going to hang out where I love to be because that's how I'm going to attract the other humans that I'm going to love to work with. Right. Um, But I actually got into content creation when I was, I was a support coach in somebody else's like business accelerator, a different coaches program. And I was working with a small mastermind like within this larger group and they crushed it. They crushed it. They, we were like, they were a third, less than a third of the total cohort, but they did well over a third of the sales. And I was like, what did we do differently? <laughs> like, what was the difference? And it was content number one and community number two. Like those were the two things that were really different. And they kept reflecting back to me like, you teach this totally different than everybody else. I've never heard anybody talk about it this way before. And I was like, hmm, we did like a whole content workshop. We did like, we went above and beyond on content and then building a tight knit community. And that's when I was really like, this shit matters. Like I was taking it for granted and also taking for granted the fact that like not everybody sees communication the same way I do. So that's what pulled me into to content creation. As soon as I, like anything else, as soon as I embraced that niche, it was like, things started taking off. Oh, that's so awesome. That is so awesome. And especially how you have it all centered around authenticity, because one thing that I've noticed that I really like that you do is you create like the awareness for people to fully be themselves versus giving them a cookie cutter approach they need to follow, which I think is the norm for social media. People are like, just tell me what to do. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's so interesting because it's like, it is a delicate balance of, it's not even that delicate. Like, what am I saying? It's just a balance of both, right? Where you're, you, you know, have, there's like these time tested marketing strategies, but if you don't fill it, it's like kind of like a skeleton, right? If you don't like fill it out with like flesh and muscle and heart and blood and like you, the essence of you, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't work. And so like that, that piece of really like filling everything in with your personality mm. is so liberating. Number one, like it made it so much more fun. And it's also the, the thing that actually moves your business forward the most. Yeah. Yeah. I think the number one thing that I hear people talk about, like even with clients that I'm working with or clients that I've worked with in the past is there's like this initial hurdle of the fear of being seen. And it's like, Oh, I don't know how people are going to respond. Or especially when people are in the transition of realizing so much more about themselves that they want to represent themselves. And they're like, well, I've changed. What about all the people that know me? You know, I'm, I'm giving a voice to some of the concerns that I've heard in the past. And, um, you know, like, I'm sure you hear similar concerns. Like what are some of the struggles that you hear from people when they think about showing up on Instagram or doing what you do type of a deal? Yeah. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head is it's like, I've been this person for 27 years and now all of a sudden I'm going to be this other human. What about all (laughs) people who know human number one? (laughs) And like, it's, it's so true. And I mean, it goes back to a core human value around belonging and you know, sense of, of welcome community. It's so integral to who we are. Um, but I'm going to whip out a Brene Brown. I'm going to paraphrase a Brene Brown quote right now, cause I'm not going to remember it verbatim about true belonging, that true belonging is, you know, being belonging with you, within yourself and, and, you know, loving all the parts of yourself and being willing to be fully seen by yourself. And when you belong within yourself, that, And then and only then can you open the door to truly being, you know, in a sense of 
communion and belonging with other people. It, it you know, I, I know in my own path, in my own journey, it was a ma- it kind of hit a point where I was like, am I willing to continue to not feel a hundred percent like myself in the name of hanging around with people who are going to expect me to be not 100% myself for the rest of my life? <laughs> you know, is that worth it? Because that is, that's the trajectory and is just kind of got to take the leap and hope for the best. I, that's, that's the feeling at that point, but you always land in the arms of a community that sees you fully when you give yourself permission to see yourself fully and love you for it. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. My whole body has goosebumps hearing that. And I think that the authenticity part is the biggest part, right? Because it's really easy to start repeating people online. And all of a sudden it's like, well, why are people not engaging? It's like, well, because it's not fully heart centered. You're saying what you think you should be saying versus how you're actually feeling. And that vulnerability piece can be scary. Um, but damn, is it so rewarding and powerful when someone's like, you're speaking to my soul. <laughs> yes, it is. It so is. And it's because it's even more rewarding because it, because of the vulnerability, because you know yeah. where it came from and like how much of your own heart and soul is in it, that when it touches somebody else, like that's some heart to heart shit. Yeah. 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 Okay. I want to share like some like Instagram boundaries that I have with myself. Cause I'm sure you have like your own perspectives on how you create and maintain a healthy relationship with it. Um, so like for me, like I don't actually follow a lot of people or hardly anyone that does what I do. Um, for me personally, like I've noticed the people that like, I really looked up to that have been very important, like mentors for me that reached a point where it's almost like I reached them and was able to reach them at the same level that me continuing to follow them, I would start repeating them. Their, their voice and stuff would start influencing me and sometimes without even realizing it. And so that's something for me that's helped me kept a healthy relationship with it is not following people that do stuff to stay out of comparison consciously or subconsciously. Um, And then also I'm super, like, I joke that I'm selfish with Instagram. And what I mean by that is I post I am super active in stories. I send messages to people. Anyone that sends me a message, I am. That's like the one thing I will outsource everything in my business to always have that direct communication with my, with my people. Um, but I don't scroll that often as people probably think, you know, I'm so, yeah. I, I never scroll. I never scroll. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only time that I and I wouldn't even, this isn't even considered scrolling, I don't think, is I will go into my followers and engage with my followers and see how they're doing and connect with them. But I still don't, that doesn't, it's not the, there's an energy about the scroll, but it's like, I'm just spending time here, like yeah. just thinking around, you know? Entertain me, educate me, give me something more, 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 right. more. Disconnect me from whatever else is like actually happening in my yeah. reality. Yeah. And the times where I find, have found myself to all of a sudden I have the awareness of, holy shit, what am I doing? And I'm just scrolling, scrolling. It always is in a state of emotion where I'm feeling like a little depressed. Like it's always, it's interesting the times that I find myself scrolling. And so I think that there's also like a cause and effect that happens in both ways where it's like, I'm feeling low. So I'm going to, I've had, and this is rare times, but I'm, I'm aware of it because it's, I feel like it's important is noticing how am I feeling when I go to want to scroll versus how am I feeling whenever I'm just excited to post and share and be in people's lives and be a, a positive ray of light. and then get off and live my normal life, my actual life. I mean, both are actual lives. Um, do you have any techniques that you use to like be active online while also present in life? Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, and I, this was, I think this still falls into the boundary category. So for me, it is a, it's incredibly important. And I'll, I'll kind of like speak to one thing that I know people struggle with a lot, which is like, they're, they don't want to be that person always with their stories at a restaurant, look at my meal. And then, oh, at the stories, like, look at my boo, look at all of the things that I'm doing. And I think that that comes from this vibe of, I have to constantly share my life. Um, when realistically, when you're in stories being a ray of light and a ray of sunshine, it's not about how much you share. It's about how how you share and the quality of what you share and how impactful it is for people. And so a, a boundary that's really sacred to me is that, you know, nighttime, dinner time, like family time with Jake and our dog, Letty, 
that is, that's sacred, you know? And he didn't choose the social media life. I chose, I chose to like, you know, dive into Instagram and dive into social media. He didn't choose that. And like, it's not on him to support, to be a willing participant in my stories. If you know what I mean? I think a lot of times people feel like their whole life has to be all always omnipresent on stories when realistically it's about the value that you're bringing to the people you're there to serve. And if, if that's not bringing value, then it gets to be sacred. Like your life is yours to live. And I think that that's a, that's a big thing that when I first started being really active on stories, I had that, like, I was seeing the world through that shareability lens and thinking that I had to share everything. And then I was like, wait a second, this is not actually helping people. And it's, you know, not healthy for my relationships. Mm, That's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I I totally experienced that too. When I first like started getting into it, I, such a good way of putting it, seeing everything through a shareability lens. Yeah. That was exactly what it was. And I, I found myself just so excited to share everything and realizing, wait a minute, (laughs) some of this gets to just be for me. And it, it made me really realize like, am I doing this to share or am I truly doing this just for myself to enjoy it? Am I willing to not let anyone know what this beautiful moment is? And is that enough? You know? And I think like having those conversations with myself was really like, uh, it changed the trajectory of how I viewed things. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think like also another thing that's kind of popping to mind hearing about that is that like when you're in the cocoon, you know, and you were talking about like you're changing and you're morphing and you want to share all the things. There was definitely a phase for me where, as soon as I would have a new download or a new breakthrough, I would want to share it. And I would want to be like, here's this new thing that like, you know, could potentially empower you too. But it hadn't fully integrated. It hadn't fully landed in my body. I wasn't fully living it. I'd like, the spark had gone off, but it still needed some time to like migrate down to my heart and be truly embodied. And that I think was another leaky, like really leaky boundary because then it was like, you weren't giving, you know, yourself a chance, or at least I wasn't giving myself a chance to make that. I totally resonate with that too. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as I started to kind of let that seal up that boundary and let it be my growth and my experience and let that be something that I continue forward with. And then when it feels right, and I know that it's going to be a hundred percent in service of my people, then share, but yeah. Yeah. That's a really big differentiating factor. I mean, I've done it where all of a sudden I'm preaching about the thing I'm working on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I love how you said that. It hasn't migrated down to the heart and been embodied yet. Yeah. yeah. And you know, like Instagram for me started off with traveling. Like in 2014, I started traveling and I thought was in Costa Rica. And so I became in love with sharing because I was like, okay, I'm in this beautiful place. So every single day, and I I realized that's when like the habit really started sinking in to where it wasn't as much of an effort was because I was just so excited about it, you know, and I would just post pictures and I would find some fairy quotes, you know, these dreamy quotes to try and say it. And there was a defining moment where I was coming home. I was home for like the holidays or something. And one of my guy friends, he was like, man, Kelsey, I get so fucking depressed every time I look at your Instagram and I'm like, what, what do you mean depressed? He's all, because I'm jealous as hell. Like, what are you doing? How are you doing it? What is this? Tell me. And I realized how much of a disservice I was doing to my friends on Instagram by just showing the highlight without giving any depth or story. But at that point I didn't know how to tell a story yet. And so that was kind of the door that started to open up. Oh, how can I be a little bit more real in sharing the struggles that led up to this beautiful moment? Um, you know, and I, I remember when Instagram stories came out, I remember it was like, oh my God, this is a game changer. F Snapchat. I don't need Snapchat anymore. You mean I can actually do this on Instagram? And it was such like this, like, oh my God. And I literally think that I've been on Instagram stories every day since it came out. <laughs> <laughs> so True story. Before I started business life things, I was, I I was a ghost. I was never on social media. Really? I didn't even have an Instagram. I, well, that's not true. I guess I had an Instagram, but I like, I only posted pictures when I would travel abroad. Like that was the only time I ever used it. And I was never on Facebook, like totally, totally absent from social media. 
which I think is so fascinating because now so I'm so fascinating. No yeah. one would ever guess that. I know, right? <laughs> now it's like it, it was. I had a view. This was like back in science life when I was living in lab life. Um, I had this view that it was just a, a waste of time and that it was just a distraction and that it wasn't going to fulfill me. And so I just never even interacted with it, um, which is cool because I, like I, I kind of appreciate that that unique experience because now when I approach it, I was like, okay, it's um, if I'm going to dive into the world of social media, then I'm definitely not going to let it be a waste of time and it's going to be really fulfilling. And like, it's not just going to be a distraction. It's going to be really intentional. And so that uh, bringing all that intention to it has completely crafted the way I experience Instagram and social media at large. Like it's so, and I know that we share this view where it's like, when you bring all that intentionality to a platform it's just like mommy universe. It reflects all of that right back to you. And you meet the most amazing people like you, right? And like, it's a, I was in um, London last year. And while I was there, I met up with like three or four different people who were Instagram friends who I then got to meet for drinks in real life. Like this world is incredible. So cool. So cool. You guys, Caroline and I have never actually met in person. We are Instagram besties, just like almost every other girl you hear interviewed on my podcast. Like this is the power of Instagram right here. Yeah. Yeah. It's like genuine connection is truly, truly available when you, when that's your intention. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I yeah, and and there is like a, a a clear shift when you are using Instagram, and I, this is where I feel like it, it, I just want to discuss it when you're using Instagram for fun, and then you decide you want to um, use it for your business. The fun needs to carry over to when it's now for your business. Because I remember a time where I was like, oh, now it needs to be serious, yes. and I was like sucking the fun out of it. Yes, totally. It's. It's so interesting. I, we may have talked about this on our first podcast interview. I don't remember what, around like telling story and it, you can kind of view. So a little bit of science, let's throw a little bit of science in here. Um, is that whenever you're telling story, there are different types of story, right? There's like entertaining, funny story. There's like, sis, I see you, you've got this, like, I love you story. And then there's like, this was a struggle. It was intense. We overcame hero's journey story. And each different kind of story actually has a different uh, physiological effect on the person listening. So some of them are going to, you know, bring up more endorphins and like, like the fun, entertaining are endorphin, happy, feel good. The sis, I love you. And I see you is oxytocin. And that's like the love bonding chemical, like that you feel when you pet your dog. <laughs> and then there's like, if it's like the intense overcome struggle, then that's, that's dopamine. That's like the reward. That's also the like, seeking behavior like what's next what's next like the suspense and I think a lot of the times when people I know for definitely for myself when you first start in the business Instagram world there's a kind of a a skew towards the dopamine uh intense overcome struggle like this shit serious vibe because you're in it and it is serious for you in that time like and for me like I was telling those stories because those that was what was real for me right then and having a like holistic vibe and a, you know, holistic storytelling and a, just a whole kind of like eating the rainbow, right? <laughs> like having all the colors, all the different stories and all the different vibes represented in your Instagram. That's what makes people know that you're a real fucking person. You're not a robot. You're not like hyper focused in one area or another. You're like truly relatable and truly sharing your whole self. I love that. Eating the rainbow. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully everybody's on board with like the weird, sometimes there's some strange metaphors that come out. Sometimes. Oh yeah. I'm like queen of the crazy metaphors. So like, it's perfect. It's right on, right on par. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, um, like with, and I think that's such a good point, like about needing to kind of show the full spectrum of your personality, because of course there's that point where it's like, Oh, is this actually benefiting my audience by showing them this interesting fact about water or whatever. It's something that's like, Oh, this is so interesting. It's like, but is it, is it going to support them? But then there's also that element of showing people the play 
right? Because for a long time, I never, I was always showing what I was working on. And I had friends telling, or, or, you know, Instagram friends, like people that I had, some I've been in person, some that I hadn't, they're like, they're like, sometimes I feel guilty watching TV because I have a feeling you're probably reading a book. And it was like, oh my gosh, I am doing a disservice by not showing my playtime, by not being like, hey guys, I'm not working all the time. You don't need to have your comparisonitis like through the roof thinking that I'm this robot. Like, and when I started sharing more of the play and the stuff that's like, hey, let's, let's have a deep conversation, you know, like having the diversity, my engagement it was, it was almost night and day because people can laugh with me. People could be like, Oh, cool. I watched that show too. Or whatever. It's like, I had to learn how to not be so, and this was the thing I had to learn how to not be so uptight and judgmental towards me. Mm, Snaps. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've totally felt that of myself before where I'll be sitting like, if I need to get cry, I binge Queer Eye. <laughs> oh my God, me too. I love Queer Eye so much. Yes. It's so good. I'm like, when's the next season coming out? But yeah, like, and there have been days where I was like, why? Like, in judgment, because I was sitting there watching three episodes at a time or whatever. And I'm like, dude, you're a human. You're here on Earth doing earthly things. Like, this is part of the entire experience. It's, it's a beautiful part of the experience. And I think that like give sharing that gives your people permission to love, to not judge themselves so harshly. And that's, that's what it's all about is giving everybody permission to just be like more in love with who they are. Yeah. Oh my God. My whole body has goosebumps with that. (laughs) God, that's so beautiful. So I'm curious, like, let's talk about like some technical things with Instagram to support people. Um, Do you record everything and post it in time or do you record things and then sit down and record late and post later? I'm just curious. Mix. It's a mix. It totally depends on what it is. Um, I, I love creating educational content. Like that's my favorite thing to create is like to drop in the wisdom nuggets. And I will usually do that. I'll take a day. And that's like the day that I create all the things, whether it's written posts or solo cast of podcast episodes or mini trainings. And like, I'll just get in the vibe of like dropping wisdom nuggets and just drop them all, <laughs> you know? And then those kinds of, that kind of content I'll share later throughout the week. Um, and then if there's anything cool that's happening in real time, like later today, Jake and I are going to go check out our potential new home. And so we're going to probably like share stuff like that, you know? So it's, it's a mixture of everything. Um, and I, I love that you asked that question because I think people put a lot of pressure on themselves to always do it in real time when realistically, you know, do whatever serves your energy and your people the best. Mm, great. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Cause I'm very similar. It's a mix. Um, I like that you batch create that you have like one day where you spend, is it like the same day every week or is it kind of mix up depending how you're feeling? It kind of mixes it up. I, I tried for a long time to tell myself that it was going to be the same day every week, but that- <laughs> your rebel spirit said, Nope. <laughs> yeah, Don't put us in a box. We'll, we'll like, we'll create in the same day, but like, don't tell us what day. <laughs> so, so I let it be a little bit more fluid, <laughs> but it nice. makes more, um, it feels more supportive of me if it's in the first half of the week so that I'm not like getting to the second half of the week. And I'm like, Oh my God, I need to do the things. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That energy, I, that I will, I will not post from that energy. I've learned my lesson. I have in the past posted from that energy, like, Oh my God, gotta, gotta be consistent. Gotta do the things. And it just, it doesn't serve anybody. Yeah. That energy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I totally can relate with that where there'd be times, especially when I first started like two years ago, there'd be times where I'd be like, I didn't post a wisdom little four set thing. Like I better record. But eventually though, it actually supported me because that took the pressure off of needing to share my whole life. And I told myself that I was committed to one minute of talking and showing my face a day. And so if I only shared one minute of my face, then like I 
created this like agreement with myself that that's enough just for my own overachieving personality. I needed to lower like the expectations, you know? And so then whenever I did share that one minute of video, which I normally would record when I'm feeling it and post it maybe six hours later when I'm feeling it, you know, I let that be enough. And it really helped. And so I feel like for you guys listening, if you guys are like, Oh my God, am I posting enough? I'm doing enough show your face. Your face is going to connect with people like a hundred times faster than any meme will and decide what's enough for you. You know, like how do you, Caroline, how do you guide people if they're like worried about, is it enough? I, I will usually say, how does that feeling make you feel? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like guiding back first to the feeling is like, because at the end of the day, our beliefs, are like we're as humans we're just trying on different beliefs and tinkering and seeing what what comes out you know like universe is like a vending machine just like spitting out different things depending on (laughs) we decide we want to try on and so if if you feel like it's not enough to if you're only in your stories for oh you know every like one frame a day or something like that then that's what's gonna be true for you but I know like there, is, there was, when I was leading up to my last group program, before I started the launch, I took every weekend off for like two or three months. I was completely off of social media every Saturday, every Sunday for months at a time and still had a fantastic launch. And so what is quote unquote enough is going to be truly dependent on what supports you and your growth. And I'm like... I hesitate to say that for a second because that there's a difference between what is supportive of your growth and what is comfortable, right? So yeah. if comfortable is like four sides of your face a day, then aim for eight, <laughs> you know, like yeah. what's going to support your growth is going to stretch you a little bit and it's going to bring up some fears. It's going to bring up some gunk. It doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. It doesn't mean that you're not enough. It means that you're doing it right. And that you just got to continue to like learn more about yourself and everything that's being brought up. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good, yeah. Yep. I totally agree with that. Allowing it be your own process, but like not mixing up, like prioritizing happiness with prioritizing comfort. Yes. It's, that's such a big, I think that that, it took me a hot minute for that to land in when I first started on the personal growth roller coaster. I was like, Oh, I think that's out of alignment for me. <laughs> like, no, that's not real. <laughs> not in that moment. Like that for me, you know, that wasn't my, my reality. It was like, no, you were just yeah. saying, well, Caroline. Yeah. And so let's talk like, I feel like you and I connected because one of us sent a message to each other just to connect and say, hi, you know, do you do that all the time? Yeah, mostly. And it's, it's goes in seasons, but I would say like when new people follow me, I go and I check them out and I'm like, Hey, what's going on? Or if there's someone who, um, I, I think that we first connected because I saw you in like someone else's stories or something maybe. And then we, and I was like, Oh, she knows a lot of the same people I know. I'll go check her out, you know? And so, you know, yeah. Reaching out, like, reaching out is fun and it pleasantly surprises people. I think like they don't expect to be welcomed into a new family when they follow somebody. It's not the norm. Um, and so I think it's a really cool thing, a cool gift that you can give your people. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I do my best. I'm not as, I'm not as active with, uh, like I'll go in waves of like, if new people follow me, but that's definitely an intention that I want to make, um, like be focused on in, tw- in this year is really well. And I love how you put that welcoming people into a family when they follow you, because I'm super inclusive where I will reach out to certain people and just be like, Hey, just want to send you some love. Have a great day. Like, especially when I want to feel some energy moving where I know that if I focus out and I give just to give, I'm going to fucking feel so much better than I, than some, if I'm not feeling like my best. Because I know that I'm just starting like a circulation of energy moving. And I know that like, it makes me feel good knowing that I'm reminding people that I'm on their team. Um, you know? And so like, I think sending messages and being in community and reaching out just to reach out and be like, Hey girl, how's it going? How are you? Just want to say hi. Like is everything. It is. And I love everything. 
I love the way that you shared that is like that it starts circulating energy that yes, it's <laughs> exactly yeah. the feel. Yeah. And yeah. I think that the, anyone that has like resistance towards Instagram, they aren't realizing how much it actually um, brings like pleasure to the person who has the Instagram. Yeah. If you're treating it with integrity and authenticity and you're like, Hey, I'm going to love myself and, and share myself and share what has supported me and what I'm, and also too, just like downloads, right? Like all of a sudden, like last night I was getting ready for bed and it was just like, boom, it felt like God was like, Kelsey, grab your phone, record this shit, post it whenever you want, but it needs to be recorded right now. And so I just recorded it, posted it. And it's like there for me, it was like a moment where I realized like that my message is way important than me as the messenger. So I'm like, I don't care if my hair looks like shit and I have no makeup on. This is about the message. I'm just the channel. Yes. Yes. Fuck. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And you know, that same, that, that energy I think is like the freaking magic energy because it never is about us, whether it's as the messenger or if you're, if you're in the midst of a launch, right? It's not about your program. It's just about you being the human that it decides to get birth through and like, you know, wanting it to be in the, out in the world and in the hands of people more than you want it to be yours. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. And that's why people, you know, they do have such a hard time sharing things because it feels like their baby. So they haven't quite like done right. the transfer of, oh wait, this is for humanity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, and it, it And that's probably why, and not probably, I know that's why, that's why sometimes it feels so hard to share because it's so personal, but the things that are so personal are the things that are all all oftentimes so impactful. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, as you're like, as your evolution of using Instagram and like being on stories, if you ever have any type of hesitance towards it, how do you navigate that in the moment to like come back to you? Yeah, I take a hiatus. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take social media free days. And I, I used to call them social media detoxes, but I don't think like that doesn't really resonate. It doesn't feel like it's a, there's, there's not a toxicity that's being built up. It's like, it's more that it's just a signal that there's probably some deeper work that's going to come through and need space. So <laughs> we're going to like create this space for it. But yeah, any, anytime it starts to feel like something that has to be done and that if it doesn't get done, then like there's going to be bad consequences. That's the sign to, you know, step back and take, take a day or take two days or however many days you need. Because like at the end of the day, it is, it's your life and you can always hop back in. Do you yeah. tell your audience that you're going to be stepping away for a little bit or do you just step away? It depends. It depends on how big it feels. <laughs> if it feels yeah. like it's going to be a day, then I'll, I'll just let it be. If it feels like it's going to be a whole week, if it feels like there's a whole new chapter being birthed, then I'll say, be right back. Yeah. What about you? So I had this happen like last week, actually, where I just... I was overwhelmed by my DMs. Like I had like 30 messages in my DMs and it just felt really heavy. And I was just like, oh my God, like I will not go into my DMs and reply from an energetic state of scarcity. And that's how I was feeling in the moment. I was like, oh my gosh, is there enough time? Like I was just overwhelmed. Do you know how like the small things can feel so big? And so I knew for myself, like I need to turn off technology. And so I actually like, went to a hotel tonight. Have you ever seen the app or whatever? It's like hotels that you can only book within the night or within three nights. Oh, so nice. it's like last minute things. So it was like, I went on a hotel tonight. I found like, I, at first I was like, Oh, I should find this one. This one's kind of affordable. This one's not too bad. But then I was thinking, I was like, I'm, I'm making more money than I ever have as being self-employed. I don't have children why am I feeling hesitant towards spending money? Like what would feel stretchy, but so fucking nourishing. And so I booked the nicest hotel on there that looked like amazing for what I wanted. And it was the most restorative thing ever. And then like after 24 hours, I was like, okay, that's enough. Like, I'm so excited. Let me, I can't wait to go dive in and like talk to my people and be on Instagram. But I had to create that separation because I knew that energy that I was feeling was not going to support me. was not going to support my audience. And I did tell them like, like, Hey guys, like I'm taking a 24 hour break. I'm so excited to reply to all your messages. I'll talk to you later. Um, and 
I haven't done that in a long time, but it felt really nice to just be like, Oh, this is what I need. Okay. And I think that the audience respects me more for it when they see like, Oh, look at her creating boundaries, whatever she wants, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think that you hit on something so huge is like, as soon as you feel it and when you really give yourself permission to be in the restorative space, then it like if you act in that way, then it doesn't take that long to re- really replenish yourself and restore yourself to want to hop back in. I think that people need these like, you know, multi-week hiatuses when they've been resistant to it for a while. They didn't do anything about it. And so then it, a little bit of toxicity did build up yeah. and then they decided to take a, a detox. They didn't actually give themselves full permission to go ham (laughs) and like really be in the restorative vibes. And so like, hell yes to you for doing all of those things first and foremost, because that's like, that's exactly it is like just setting those healthy boundaries, really respecting the heck out of them. And then when you are in rest, being in deep rest, and then you don't, you don't need weeks of time to restore. You only need 24 hours. Usually, yeah. yeah, it was, and it felt like night and day. And you know, like the biggest thing that is guilt, L- giving ourselves permission to release guilt. <laughs> it's like it doesn't have to look any certain way. It gets to look exactly how you want it to look. But ask, but like I always ask myself, like, but is this my best? Am I mm-hmm. being authentic? Because sometimes if I say, is this my best? I want to like put on a mask to show the best. I'm like, what? But, and is it authentic though? <laughs> yeah, that's, wait, that's a good question. I, I like the, is it authentic question better? <laughs> because yeah. like, is, this, is this my truth? My highest truth? Yeah. Yeah. And I, have you had times where like you go to, like I've had times where I go to post something and I know that it's going to be, I know that I've just stretched to a new level of vulnerability when I really want to delete it right after. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I got to just like throw my phone and be like, okay, just don't look at it. Just like, it's fine. I'm focusing now. Like I know that the right women that are going to hear it. Oh, and then something else, like for anyone that, and I'm sure like you feel similarly, if the, your audience is most likely going to be your clientele is all women. They don't care if you have makeup on. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I've, it's, I've never, I haven't had so many clients concerned about that, but I know that that's a big concern for a lot of people. Um, I really appreciate when I see people without makeup because I, we all have an actual face under makeup. <laughs> like, as far as I can tell, every human has an actual face that doesn't have makeup on it underneath the makeup. And so, yeah, just sharing that, I think is something that's appreciated. And side note, if people are going to judge you for that, do you want them in your audience anyway? Are they going to be the the people who you want in your fam? Like, (laughs) I love that you call it your fam. Yeah. It feels like a family. And, uh, you know, that's, I think that that is one of the things that, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> well, it's like, that's the whole reason. That's the whole point behind doing it anyway um, is because of them and like the ability to create community where the way that I think about it and the way that I, oh, I'm sorry, kind of bang going on over here. The way that I think about it and the way that I teach through it is like your corner of the internet gets to be whatever you want it to be. And the, the greatest gift that I think you can give the people who come to follow you and hang out with you is like we were talking about earlier, permission to be who they really are and like to feel safe and feel at home in their dreams and their vision. And if, when people come for that reason, that's some fucking family vibes. Like that's, that's, big shit. There's no small thing to feel like you're seen in your bigness and you're safe in your bigness because so often, I mean, I think that people don't think about this is like, especially if you're a coach, the people who are following you, they might be surrounded by negative Nancy's and like, <laughs> you can't do it. Yolanda's right? You can't do it. Yolanda. Oh my God. That's so good. But I mean, think about it, like 90% of the people in their lives might be like pooping on their dreams. And 
if you can create a space where that's not the case, and in fact, the opposite is true, like their dreams are valued and celebrated and uplifted and possible, that that's the family that I want in my life, <laughs> like yeah. every single damn day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful when you put it into perspective like that of like, we have no idea what influence we are having on people's lives. Cause we have no idea what's actually going on in their life. Yeah. Yeah. That's some powerful shit. <laughs> <sighs> and so if, if you, if you had someone in front of you that was having any type of like hesitance around it, like they see the value in the community, but there's just, you know, uh, a little bit of resistance. Like what, what would you want to say to them? Yeah. Hmm. It's the greatest teacher. It's the greatest teacher to learn to share yourself in that way and take radical self-ownership and self-leadership to be that beacon of light and to be the leader of a community that stands for something. It's the greatest, it's such an incredible teacher and to do it consistently every day, to show up for yourself and your community like that every day to challenge yourself if you feel resistance, it's probably because it's going to serve you. So go forth, (laughs) go forth and do. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love it. And they're able to play. I feel like that's the thing. It's like, let it be fun. Just because you're being consistent and committed doesn't mean it has to be hard. (laughs) It can be fun and fun and committed action. Yes. There's, um, there's a, the whole like brand archetype, you know, like the 12 different archetypes for brands, um, which if anybody, you can Google it. It's a marketing thing that's been around for a long time. Um, but I think it's interesting when it comes to personal branding, because a lot of the times people will use this, these archetypes for anyone who's listening, who's like, what are you talking about? There are different elements of the human experience. Um, so there's like, the hero, and then there's the innocent. And so there's these different elements of what it is to be human. And when big brands like Nike are, you know, crafting their, their vibe, they take into account all of these different archetypes of what it is to be human. For personal brands, I think it's really important to recognize yourself in these different aspects and be willing to share the all of the parts of yourself. If you're hella playful, be hella playful. If you are, you know, and, and especially for coaches, the innocent. I think that so many coaches think that they have to be like intense, transformational coaching, overcome your shit, be a powerhouse, like rah, when that's absolutely not true. And if you if you feel inclined to be a little bit more innocent and a little bit more like you know, shine, light, inspirational, be that because whoever you are sharing all of the, like give yourself permission to share all of the parts, all of the archetypes that make up you. And that's, what's going to be most fulfilling and most fun and most rewarding. Yeah. Mm, So good. Yeah. I totally agree. Being able to have all those sides of us. And I like that. I've never heard of brand archetypes. I'm excited to look it up. Yeah. Check it out. It's cool. I love playing with it because people will see themselves in it and they'll be like, Oh my God, I'm this. And I was always shaming myself for being this. And I didn't want to share this because I thought it was unprofessional or not on brand or whatever. And it's like, nah, boo, share, (laughs) like permission granted, go, go forth. And I think that there's there like I I how you were mentioning before that there's these other there are other coaches other influencers other like big name people that are saying like you need to be intense you need to be committed you need to overcome your shit you need to get back up you need to keep sweating like very very um like male dominant industry style and it makes me think of like like the like kids so like little boys growing up they're like okay let's play sports you're on this team i'm on this team there will be a winner and a loser and they're just so stoked about it and then like you see all the little girls going to play and they're like okay let's play house i'm gonna be mom this time but then next time we're gonna switch because then it's fair and it's like no one wins at the game of house it's not a game it's playing it's imagining it's visualizing and i think that we need to remember that that's how women operate 
is we don't feel good in a competitive energy of trying to beat other people. That's why there's a rise of sisterhood. And I feel like you and I both are very much like a stand for that because we are always like preaching to the ladies. (laughs) Yes. 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 You're reminding me, we used to play Spice Girls. (laughs) Oh, nice. Great. We played Spice Girls. And like, yeah, there's no winner. You're literally just walking around pretending to be the Spice Girls. There's there's no intended outcome. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that we like need to remember that childlike innocence of ourselves of like, wait, I have so much fun just visualizing and playing. I wasn't worried about winning or losing. That's like kind of, I feel like, and, and of course we all have that inner competitive part where for women, we are wanting to win against ourselves. I think more than other people, which is like even more so why like we need to create that self-love. It's like, you're not in competition with yourself, honey. Yup. <laughs> yup. Yeah. Yeah. And also it feels like just keeping in mind that like, you know, anyone who is, you know, saying, do the things, overcome, rah, 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 like that, that may be what worked for them. And that may be, you know, their personality may be perfectly suited for that. And like, you know, they're probably speaking to it from a place of, of genuine authenticity because it is what worked for them. It is what helped them overcome the hurdles and move through the things. And, and that's beautiful. And that does, everyone is different. Everyone is unique. Everyone has their own perfect like thumbprint, fingerprint personality to serve their mission. And there is no one way. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. So well said, well said. And it's also like, I want to just piggyback off of that is just because it worked for someone else doesn't mean it's supposed to work for you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing wrong with you. If if someone else's method doesn't work for you, it just like goes to show you're a unique individual human being with different needs. (laughs) That is so like, that is such a biggie. Like, oh my gosh, I just want to bundle that up and like mail it out to everybody I know. It's like, just because somebody else's method doesn't work for you doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. That's, especially in the coaching industry, I know so many incredible humans who will have the, the feels of like, I've invested before and it didn't work. And maybe I'm just not suited for this. Maybe I should throw in the towel. Maybe I should give up. And it's like, nah, boo, like you're picking up puzzle pieces all along the way, but you're your own puzzle. So I, the way you said that, just like, perfecto, sister friends. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had that come up with different clients that I've worked with where they're like, you know, I've tried this coaching thing before. And it's like, oh, it's not just something you try. It's such a unique individual, like personalized thing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, any final downloads or anything that's coming to your mind that you just really want the audience to hear? <laughs> Just be yourself and have fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fun and, you know, consistency, someone else's consistency doesn't have to look like yours. It gets to be whatever feels easiest for you. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. (laughs) Caroline, thank you so much for joining Joyfully You podcast. How can people like play, connect with you? I mean, I'll have your Instagram in the show notes. Um, or if there's anything you have going on in your business you'd like to share. Yeah. First off, thank you so much for having me. Virtual hug. <laughs> I, love getting to, I love getting to chat with you so much. Like such kindred spirits. And it's always so much fun. So thank you for having me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So there's free stuff, free downloads, um, on connecting with people through Instagram and, you know, upping your content game, uh, over at my website, carolineaddington.com. And the main thing that I do is I help people really hone in on who their ideal client is and how they can genuinely connect with them. Not just like cold message, but genuinely connect and learn how to just become a beacon for the people that they really, really want to work with. Um, so that I teach in a 12 week group program called bigger than a brand. And so our, I know will be open for enrollment again in April. So, um, if anyone, yeah, if anyone wants to binge all the details for that, (laughs) you can do that at carolineaddington.com slash BTAB. 
Um, cool. Yeah, you can join. The okay, way. cool. Little wisdom nuggets along the way leading up to the launch. Awesome. Okay. So you guys, I'm going to have all of those links in the show notes. And I don't know if you heard her, but she has free downloads to help support you. So help is available if you need it. <laughs> Get all the help. Get all the help. <laughs> all yeah. the awesome. Caroline, thank you so much for joining. I have one final thing. I want you to complete the sentence. Ooh, okay. Cool. Self-love is. Self-acceptance. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think that it, love and acceptance feel very, they have a similar energy um, to me, at least in my, in my world, in my experience is that whenever a new piece of myself that wasn't getting loved or wasn't, was getting cut off from, you know, the flow of love, uh, whenever that gets brought up and comes to the surface, it's, it's not so much a matter of changing it or um, fixing it or anything like that. It's simply accepting it and maybe for the first time ever actually seeing it and honoring it. Um, and so self-love very much feels like self-acceptance. I feel that so much. I don't know why I'm crying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're making my nose tingle again. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think that like those moments of like, even just, and I'm sure anyone listening to this, like being able to have that moment of like, what parts of myself have I not been accepting? Yeah. If you feel your heart start to instantly melt with that, it's like, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And such a good North star whenever we feel stuck or, or like we're, you know, getting back on a ham, some, any kind of hamster wheel, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. Where, where is there not acceptance right now? Yeah. So beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us on Joyfully You podcast. Thank you for having me. I love you so much. This was so great. Oh, girl, I love you too. I'm so excited to play and to continue this relationship and one day meet in person. I know. <laughs> I'm so excited for that day. <laughs> okay, guys, go. If you guys like this episode, take a screenshot of it. Tag Caroline, tag me. And also, Caroline's getting married soon. So send her a DM and send her congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> We're like three months out now. Wow. So exciting. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Joyfully You Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Lowe. Dr. Caroline Addington, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.